where I really got my traction with this product was in the Caribbean. We went down the Caribbean, and all you see is you see mini splits hanging off the walls, yep. and there's always a compressor dangling off the side. Now, the compressor's running, and the unit's just rattling, just, just making all kinds of noise. <laughs> but, you know, but the metal has failed. What's up, trade crew, and welcome to the special edition of the HVAC R&D Podcast. Originally recorded in Chicago live from the 2024 AHR Expo Podcast Pavilion on Monday, January 22nd. A huge thank you to my guest Brian from AC Products USA and Arctic Haze for sticking with me and getting this one in the books. Thanks to everyone that joined us on the trade show floor and participated in the live show. So I guess now it's time to get you guys to the show. Let's get it going. Yeah, come on. What's going on, everybody? Oh, man. You don't want to know what's going on. So we're going to be doing some giveaways during the show. Kristen up front's got some tickets. So if you guys want tickets for giveaways, come see her. And we'll get started here in just a few minutes. You ready? Ready, man. Let's do this. So what's up, Chicago Trade Crew? My name is Ryden with HVAC R&D Podcast, and we just want to welcome you to a special AHR Live edition hosted by me, the HVAC Rhino. Unfortunately, Dennis, my co-host, is not here. He had some stuff come up, so we're going to roll and see what happens. That's right. You got Sideshow Bob here to yep, help you yep, out. Yep, so. Sideshow Brian over here. So HVAC R&D stands for Research and Development and the Pursuit of Building a Better, More Knowledgeable Community of HVAC Tradespeople by Learning from the Past to Help Us All Be Better for the Future. We are based out of North Carolina. This is our second live AHR trip after being part of the Atlanta Podcast Pavilion. We are powered by Keystone Sales and Associates, the premier PHVAC manufacturers rep in the Mid-Atlantic. Additionally, we are also supported by our platinum sponsor, One Thing Marketing, your trusted marketing partner for helping you make your business successful through any means necessary. Reach out, schedule a meeting with them today through their link in the HVACRD.com vendor hub because one thing can change everything. We're also grateful to be part of the 2024 AHR Workforce Development Team that has been working with Prosser Career Academy in high school, a local high school and trade school with a dedicated HVAC program, helping to bring the next group of tradespeople to the industry. If you're not following us online, you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at hvac.rnd. You can also find us on LinkedIn, TradeHounds, and Facebook as the HVAC R&D Podcast. If you're not listening to each week's shows, you can find them and listen to them on any of our streaming platforms, whether it be Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and about 20 other streaming platforms. So please follow us, like and rate the show, leave us a review, share us with your trade crew. If you're interested in working with us, 
or being a sponsor or sponsoring a one-off show, please contact us through our website, hvacrnd.com, or if you have a card or information you want to pass it along, just place it in a bin of stuff that we'll figure out somewhere, and we will grab it and grab you a sticker while you're on the way. Also, please check out hvacrnd.com, and if you go to our swag shop anytime in the next couple of weeks, you can use the discount code AHR for 25% off any products in the swag shop. And you can also join the mailing list at the bottom of our page. So, shameless self-plug over, <laughs> as usual. That's what we're here for, I though, know. Right? I try to get through it as fast as I can on the show, too, because the last thing I want to do is listen to everybody hear me say, please follow me. Um, so, we have a little bit different format than usual. Normally, we'd have a walkout song, but things changed up a little bit on the fly. So, I would like to introduce my co-host for the day. Mr. Brian Lamone from AC Products USA. Well, thanks, man. Thanks. So yeah. uh, I did pick a walkout song, which is by Drake Milligan, called Bad Day to Be a Beer. Yep. Uh, because that's part of what happens on the that's, show. That's we we are going to pop some beers. Yeah, that's what happens on this show. So typically we, uh, we bring the guest on, and then the first thing we do is talk about the HVAC Brew of the Week. So I guess... Uh, Guess first. Would you like to lead this off? Well, I'll tell you what. So, uh, <laughs> because you do, guys, you guys do try a lot of really good beers. What I did is I uh, went down to the Florida Keys and figured I support one of the local breweries down there called uh, uh, Florida Keys Brewing, and I brought an iguana bait <laughs> uh, beer. So I'm gonna go ahead and pop that bad boy up. Nice. Nice and nice and foamy. Yep. Yeah, just a little bit. What All you right. got? So I have an Oktoberfest, living the island life and drinking the local beer. So uh, I guess uh, let's get it going. Let's get it on. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right. Liquid Courage in. Crisp, refreshing beer. Yes, it's very nice. Inspired by the invading iguanas. <laughs> Which we're going to talk about a great product that helps fend off those invading iguanas as yeah, we get the little there. little baby iguanas. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So normally we kind of catch up a little bit. So, you know, I flew in early. My wife and I flew in early on Thursday just to try to pretend to be locals for a little bit. Got a rental car. Did not realize the uh, parking nightmare that downtown Chicago would be. So I've definitely spent more on parking than I probably did the hotel room by the end of this week would be my guess. Um, but yeah, had a lot of good time. Our first night, we hung out at a Timothy O'Toole's downtown. Great place. So if anybody's looking for a good happy hour place when the show is over, uh, head that way. Well, we uh, we came in on Friday because I still run kind of a, a small shop with just a few of us. So came in Friday night after working all day, got settled in, and the first thing I did Saturday morning is get in here and get our show set up. Now, when it comes to that, that's a great question. So when you sign up, you get a booth. How do you prepare for bringing everything to AHR? I know that's a whole different task depending on the size of the booth. but Well, I'll tell you what. For us, it's, uh, it's about a four-month process. It literally process starts right after the show's over because we've already signed up for Orlando, and we already know our booth size, so it's you know preparing. Uh, the crates, preparing all the backgrounds, what kind of giveaways we're going to do. So all that starts really right after the show we start. But the last three months before the show, that's, that's crunch time. Yeah. That's when we start making sure that our crates are weighed, ready to come out. We like to bring our, show, our uh, 
show products out to the uh, advanced warehouse, which helps you a whole bunch. Makes we did sense. decide years ago that every time we come to Chicago, we're just going to Uber. We're going to do rideshare because the whole parking is is hard. You don't know what kind of weather you're going to get. Which so is kind of cold. So much for my research and development. Well, you know. But see, now I have researched and developed, and I will learn from this experience as the past and the future. <laughs> well, this is our fourth Chicago show. Okay. Um, as you know, with with uh, with what I do. But I've been in the industry, oh God, you know, 30 years, so I've seen Chicago a few different times. Nice. Oh, still now, Florida, uh, Orlando's still my, my favorite. Now, what, what's your coldest one you've been up here for? This one. This one? Okay. <laughs> this has been this the coldest one. one. So, and part of playing tourists, we always like to go kind of drive around different places, and it's kind of to see different things like we used to when... When I got into this industry, I know we went and went through the local Whole Foods because we always got to do that. And I was laughing um, when when I first went into wholesale, Kristen and I had nothing, so we would we lived behind the Whole Foods, <laughs> and you know once a month we would go peruse the bit basket in the cheese bin, and we would find like some fancy cheese for five bucks. That's the best cheese right and, there. <laughs> <laughs> and I laughed so hard. We were we were going through that the other day, and it kind of just it's like you know I know what it was like when we had nothing in this industry, and we're trying to figure it out. It's always been a great humbleness reminder anytime we go and travel different places. So nothing worse than cheap cheese, then. There's nothing worse than cheap cheese. That's right. <laughs> well, well, our tour our tourist <laughs> event took me to a place that I've missed twice. Um, eight years ago, we showed up. Well, twelve years ago, I showed up in Chicago. And we just couldn't make it to the Billy Goat Tavern. You know, just one of those pop culture kind of places you yep. got to get to. Yep. Um, couldn't get it there. Fine. You know, fast forward four more years. We get the cab. We go to Billy Goat Tavern. And they're close for remodels. So then last time the show was supposed to be in town uh, was right after COVID. Yep. So they canceled the show. We didn't make it out <laughs> to the show. Finally. For the first time in 16 years, I finally get to the Billy Goat Tavern, and it was everything I expected. Love it. Uh, you know, cheeseburger, cheeseburger, uh, <laughs> no Coke, Pepsi, you know, it's just, just or no Pepsi, Coke. So it was, a, it was a great experience, good local place to go to, and just, just, just loved it, man. It was one of those things that has been on my bucket list for 20 years, ever since, you know, John Belushi or did the, the Saturday Night Skiv, and I nice. never got a chance to go. So I finally knocked that one off my list this time. I like it. Yeah. So I'm a huge baseball guy. I have been my whole life. So, of course, we had to go drive by Wrigley Field. Um, so at least we got a picture. There you go. Which was nice. Um, and then we also are big history people. I have a history major, but I just somehow I'm still in HVAC because I grew up in it. Um, so we really wanted to make sure coming up here with all the different museums and stuff, we came a day early so we could do the Field Museum, which we actually ended up doing Saturday morning with uh, the HVAC doctor, a good friend of the show. Um, I will tell you, if you have a chance to go to the Field Museum, go. It's pretty neat, although you cannot do it in a day. So make sure you allot time to go do everything. I think um, I found the same thing at the Museum of Science and Industry. You know, we got a chance to go there Saturday night yep, for, for yep. an event with Insight Partners and, yep. and a couple other people. And that was, that was great to go. But, you know, you're talking to people, you're hanging out, and you're not really seeing all the great exhibits. So luckily, I had tickets already for Sunday because it, it was a mission. You know, the museum is something I do. 
when I went to London, I went to, you know, they have some awesome museums out there. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a geek thing, but, you know, I, I'm proud of that. Well, it, it has to be because, you know, we, we work so hard in this industry and the, the little bit of time that we do get to go and do things with friends and family, you know, you got to make the most of it, you know. In a lot of cases, how often are you going back to Chicago? How often are you going to these different places? So Every four years for me, buddy. So I mean, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But but not for everybody. So it's it, it's cool to be able to go and appreciate those things. Oh yeah, well we there's a lot there's a, such a deep history in Chicago. You know, I mean you can go for me, you know, as a young kid, you know, my relationship to Chicago started in nineteen eighty five. Okay. When uh, the Bears, Dog Bears. You know, won a Super Bowl <laughs> and you know that they had the you know, the the, the was it the the Super Bowl shuffle and That's Refrigerator it. Perry That's it. and Jim McMahon and, you know, that amazing crew that, that actually brought me into liking football. Absolutely. Um, I still like football. I don't follow it as much as I should. Me, I'm, I'm kind of more of a petroleum products guy. Yep. So if it burns petroleum products, I want to watch it race. That's right. Uh, That's right. Know, so I do watch football and keep up a little bit. I, I bet I couldn't tell you who half the quarterbacks are. I mean, I know you do You do I, the, the, the... I know a few because we had a company fantasy football right. uh, league, which is the probably the one and only time I'm going to play fantasy football. Yeah, I did, don't did have time do to follow that. Did you that, by the way? Uh, almost. Okay. And then I won the ninth place game and didn't have to be the guy that buys the office pizza there you on go. The, well, at the very last minute. I count the, that as a win then. Yes. So Trash Panda FC came in ninth. And we did not have to buy pizza. So good for me. Uh, that's um, definitely a good positive right there. But no, Chicago's just been one of those cities that I think everywhere I've gone is just great people, yep. great hospitality. I haven't had one bad experience here. Maybe, you know, <laughs> slip and fall on my ass on the ice here and there. But, but <laughs> I, That can still happen. <laughs> There's still time. There's but still time for that. It, you know? <laughs> so anybody get tickets yet? Any tickets? So uh, I guess we can do a first giveaway if you want. Yeah. Is there anybody that has not gotten tickets for the first giveaway? If you would like one, come and grab one. Please get one. The worst you can do is not win. That's right. And how you doing over there on that thing? Because, you know, we... It's, it's going down smooth. We got this beer that's going down smooth. Did I pick an all right beer for you? It's, it's, it is delightful, I must all right. say. Delightful, is it? That's what we want to hear. All right. You want to do the honors? Um, you want to do number one? I thought you needed an innocent hand. Well, a not-so-innocent hand. There it is. There we go. All right, what we got? So we got uh, 226887. 226887. So 226887. Anyone? Anyone? Who's got that? Going once. Somebody got to have it. Man. Really? guess they didn't stick around. All right, I guess we're going again. Yeah. We're not that bad, are we? Apparently. Man, all right. Well, we ran them off, and we not even go. get to the good stuff yeah, yet. wrong hand. There you go. All right. 226886. <laughs> Anyone? Anyone? Bueller? Nope. Bueller? Bueller. Bueller. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All well, right. we can keep trying. All right. I'll rotate. I'll try another one. One more, one more. One more. Hey guys, grab a one ticket. More. Yeah. Maybe okay. we'll draw your name Just since. Put that in there. Draw a oh, ticket she's got him right behind you. There. Right behind you. Yep. And then she'll do her part. There you go. Okay. And she needs to give us. Oh, there you go. Is that what they're doing there? You got theirs. Because he's got one. Now, yeah. Put that in there. There we go. Now hand him those back. There Excellent. You go. Excellent live show skills. Oh yeah. All right. What's it? Uh, I guess it's your turn again. Improvise and. 
what, what, what adapt, is it? adapt and overcome. Adapt, adapt <laughs> and overcome. All right, let's give it a good shake. <laughs> there we go. Oh, yeah. We are. If somehow we manage to not pull one, I just leave that over there. I'm going to laugh if we go through every one of these. It's going to be the very last person. So let's see. Last three numbers, 872. Hey. All right. See, that's what I'm talking about. You just walk up and. Grab that pile right there. You get a a nice HVAC R&D hat. Beanie, which is appropriate for our weather. Yeah. And got some decals there. So thanks. So David, where are you with? There you go. Takeo. That's right. So. I guess that means after giveaway one, it's time to get to the good stuff. So, Brian, tell us about AC Products USA. Oh, man, when you said good stuff, I thought we were going to talk more about beer, but that's okay. I mean, we can talk more yeah. about beer. I'm perfectly fine with that. The nice thing is I, re- <laughs> I left these things at our booth inside of one of our boxes, and I thought, oh, man, these things are going to be warm. They're actually cold enough, They're, they're cold they? enough. We are going to make one colder later, but that's, that's right. Uh, that's later right. In, later in the show. Yes, All I'm right. very excited to see how that works. So you want to talk? Oh man, you want me to talk about me? Let's talk about you. Oh, that's why you're here. Well, I'll tell you what. I've been uh, <laughs> in the HVAC industry since 1991. I got my I got my EPA card in '93. Nice. They really started, you know, kind of cracking down and, and and requiring people had an EPA card. I had never touched a piece of equipment in my life. I'd been in. Uh, and the wholesale, planning spec, and doing takeoffs and that kind of stuff. And then uh, we were putting on a class. So the, the class guy said, you signed up so many contractors that, you know, hey, we'd love to give you the class for free. Nice. So they gave me all the materials and stuff. And first time I went in, I took my test, and I got my, I got my class one. So, you know, everything up to chillers. So, yep. I, so, so I was pretty happy about that. And then after that, just, you know, when you're in the... Working on a counter, you get to know the contractors and you get to make friends with them. And this industry has been nothing but uh, my family and my friends. Um, So you start meeting guys who are like, hey, man, I I need some help. And I know you're working at the counter, but you want to do a side job? Like, yeah, sure, I'll do a side (laughs) job. I'll make a couple hundred bucks. You know, we'll help you do an AC. Yeah, why not? So so that's where I really started understanding the ins and outs of the actual install, the the work involved and all this stuff. But but I I came here from, from Venezuela. I was born okay. and raised in Venezuela. Um, just the long, the short story long is nah. uh, my dad was in the U.S., uh, went to school. He was not an exemplary child, so my grandpa sent his ass to Missouri okay. to a military academy because uh, he was just not a good kid. But he was here, and he uh, moved to California. Everybody was Californian dreaming back in that day. Uh, met my mom in California. They moved back to Venezuela, and that's where I was born. But then... I moved back to the U.S. because I just saw the opportunities, what I could do here. Yep. Um, ended up working at a supply house, and that's kind of how I started. I worked in the car industry for a while at the Mercedes-Benz dealership and doing some of that. I mean, I was 17, washing cars, you know, $4.30 an hour. I, mean, yep, yep. I think you remember that rate, right? So I never right. washed cars, trying to think. So I went to work from for my dad when I was five. If you've not listened to the show, my dad was a heating contractor. I've done this since I was little. I didn't have a choice. Um, he talks about his EPA uh, licensing. I had to go to the class my dad taught to get it. Um, didn't have a choice in that either because he used to do all the EPA testing for the local community college where we were. And at five, you're a little fellow. You could pull wire in those cross spaces oh, yeah. really easy, right? Yeah, I was a great <laughs> gopher. Um, that was his favorite thing. And, you know, the only way I got an allowance was I had to go to work. 
I didn't have a choice. If I wanted to have anything, I had to go to work. So I remember working my butt off so I could save enough money to buy a remote control monster truck at one point. I think that was like my first purchase I remember making with work money. Oh, man. <laughs> I think my first purchase was a, was a CD player. Put it, went to Radio Shack at <laughs> the U.S. and yep. went to Radio Shack and I put it on layaway. There it is. And it was 149 bucks, and it was a monstrosity. It took like eight <laughs> AA batteries, man. And but hey, I was the first guy to have one of those, so I was I was pretty stoked to have one of that. I like it. I like so, it. So anyway, so you know, we got here. I got here from Venezuela. I started working at a uh, at a supply house. Uh, we did plan and spec. They were a Vegas-based supply house called Air Systems Inc. They've been out. They've been, they closed down a few years ago. They kind of sold gotcha. out and got every got rid of everything, but. Uh, uh, we did spiral pipe and, and sheet metal manufacturing. Okay. We repped a couple of the old ICP brands when it was inner city products before yep, it became yep, everything yep, yep. else. And um, just that's how I cut my teeth in, in the business. Eventually, I became a contractor, did my own thing, and, and now I manufacture my own products. Which, in speaking of that, so what caused you to get into wanting to make your own products? Were you not happy with products you were representing or products you had in your, your distribution chain at the time, or how did that happen? So, well, as, uh, as AHR is always a great opportunity, I came to an AHR probably, mm, I'm going to say about, I'll say about eight, nine years ago. It was Vegas. I can't remember which one it was, but uh, you, you come here, and there's such a wealth of knowledge and new products and stuff, and I showed up, you know, we started a new rep firm, and I was looking for what I call the crime of opportunity, yep. which is what's that product out there that nobody has, that nobody's pushing, nobody's doing something with. Gotcha. And being that I was in the, you know, in the Caribbean for so long, rust was just something that was rampant. So yep. I found a product that was a, a coating that you know, the guys just really wanted to get the marketing in the U.S. I picked up the line, and I started selling that product. It, it just has some shortfalls that, you know, it's still a great product. It is a fantastic product. Yep. But it has some shortfalls that I just didn't agree with. Some things that, you know, hey, we can improve this. We can do that. We can do something better. Uh, and even though they'd kind of given me the liberty to take the product into about 13 different markets, you know, across the, the Caribbean and, and Europe and stuff, um, it ju they just weren't behind the product like I needed them to be. Yep. So I decided, well, I, I can do this better. It's just going to take some research and some development, and, you know, here we go, R&D. Yep. Um, but, you know, a couple hundred thousand dollars later, uh, a lot of hard work. We developed our own coating, uh, and it is a, a, uh, it's a corrosion-protective coating, but the neat thing about it, it's, it's a three-in-one. So one coat will do the PC board, will do the coils without affecting the heat transfer, and you can do the entire cabinet with it. And where I really got my traction with this product was in the Caribbean. We went down the Caribbean, and all you see is you see mini splits hanging off the walls. Yep. And there's always a compressor dangling off the side. Now, the compressor's running, and the unit's just rattling, just, <laughs> just making all kinds of noise. <laughs> but, but, you know, but the metal has failed. Yep. So, and I knew us. I could do a product that would just, you know, now a technician, uh, even a homeowner, you know, if they got enough. You know, knowledge and they're comfortable with it. They can take apart a unit. They can spray this with an aerosol. They don't have to send it out. And you know, the, the coating companies—they got great products. I'm not bad mouthing any of those guys. They got great products, but uh, but you have to send the unit out. It has yep. to go somewhere. It has to come back. What if the unit's already in situ, and you can't remove the unit? You know, are you really going to remove your AC from your house, send it out? You know, no. So now the technician has the ability to do this. You know, on site, 
Um, they can, you know, if, if Venus had a failed PC board because, you know, a lizard or a frog or a slug or something got in there, or even where we see most of this, anywhere in salt, salt uh, high salt environments, salt there just destroys the, the aluminum and all the parts of the, yep. of the system. Uh, now, the tech can remove a PC board, put a new one in, code it. Now it's protected. Uh, and that's saving, you know, it's saving service calls. It's saving homeowners a lot of money. Uh, you know, the techs can, can make quite a bit on it. And uh, it's a product that just, you know, you can just use over and over. Um, now, how long did it take you to go from concept and going through the engineering? You know, we did kind of the long and short of it, a couple hundred thousand dollars. But what was your process here? Do you kind of go with your own formula? Did you build a formula? Did you have a lab that you were able to do that stuff in? Or did you have to completely outsource everything while kind of keeping a finger on it? Yeah, so I already had a concept of what I wanted to do and what products we needed to use. Uh, but the key to the whole thing is I needed to make sure that I had a product that I could get in every country. Some of the other coatings yep. I've worked with, they have, uh, they have ingredients like toluene, which is a high carcinogen. Uh, and even, so even Jamaica, which is, you know, it's it's a beautiful island, but sometimes they're a little backwards in some of the yep. uh, the, the regulations and stuff. Even they told me it's like, well, you can't bring this product into this country. It's got you know, it's got toluene in it. It's like, okay, we got to remove this this product. We got to do something else. So it took three years from okay. from inception, uh, testing, and then final approval of okay, I can live with this coating. And we're still tweaking. We're always tweaking a little bit because every batch, uh, I get a sample and I test. And I make sure that everything's up to up to par. Um, one of the problems I had with the old coating was that stuff uh, was only tested to 416 hours in the salt chamber test. And I kept going back to the guys, telling them, "Look, you know, we gotta we, if we're gonna do anything with with American uh, specs, you know, every government job requires that you do at least a 500-hour salt chamber test." Correct. And they wouldn't do it, so we took ours, and our last test was 764 hours. Um, we're tweaking some other stuff because we're actually making some new improvements that I really can't release yet. Um, I'll, we'll do those next time. But, um, but every time you, you change one small thing in a compound like that, because there's multiple compounds, there's even, you know, there's, there's monomers that become polymers when you blend them together. So all these things happen in one blend. You add one ingredient... Uh, and it changes everything. All of a sudden, it reacts with each other. So we want to make sure that, you know, equality is always number one. Uh, I think the biggest problem we've ever had is uh, somebody's busted, like, a little spray gun also cap or something. It's like, all right, we'll, we'll send you some new caps. We'll send you a new, a new can. But the product itself does not fail. Now, as you're developing that, too, do you see changes in any of the polymers that are in control boards reacting differently with it? Or does that never really come into play? Um, you know, the only thing, and I, I won't put any manufacturers out there on blast, there is a particular manufacturer that uses like a wax base coating uh, on their PCBs. So those we kind of tell the you know tell the guys, you know, hey, just you know, scrape that wax off because uh, the product goes on, but it kind of bubbles up and looks kind of funky. Okay. Uh, we've never had an issue with it not working. It always works, but it, it looks kind of terrible because it does, like, bubbles up weird and it yep. reacts with the, with the wax. You still get a perfect seal. You still get that, that moisture proof and, you know, the, the, the critter proof part of it. Yep. But that waxy stuff, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, don't, somebody, I know somebody was trying to come up with a solution and this was the best they could come up with, but, you know, you think some of these manufacturers with the budget they got, they could come up with something better than wax. 
Well, you know, we talked about sometimes it's one of those they're spending so much money on developing a heat pump or so much money developing a furnace that some sometimes control boards, coils, other things kind of move down the list. So, so everyone develops things completely differently. I think one of the nicest things about it is when you spray it on any control board, you can kind of see if you missed a spot or if different thing else because it has a nice lacquer that comes with it. Um, and then beyond control boards, the nice thing is you can coat everything in the unit. So, you know, you basically came up with it for control boards first, kind of, correct? Or uh, yeah, for, actually, for everything, because you we, wanted we, it for everything. Yeah, we knew we could do, uh, we could do uh, you know, there's a lot of uh, products that you can call, you know, uh, rust-proofing products. You yep. know, any paint is a rust-proofing product. Yep. It's how long is that paint going to last? Um, you know, Rust-Oleum is a great product. I mean, I paint all kinds of stuff around my house with Rust-Oleum, but would I put it on a on a on the fins of a mage fat coil? No way. Nope. So we developed this product that it does not affect the heat transfer. It goes on, you know, it's like that beautiful clear. And kind of the main thing was we saw, uh, you see galvanic corrosion where you have the fins and the U-bends and yep, the, yep. The, 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 you know, the, the sheet metal all meet. Well, you got the similar product, the similar metals and moisture, and that's just a recipe for, you know, all kinds of corrosion. So Correct. Uh, we stopped that. You know, we were able to stop that. And then we had that big rash a few years of uh, uh, formicary corrosion. Correct. And I think the industry mostly has it under control. Uh, but you still see some reaction in new homes and coils reacting. So you can coat an indoor coil with this and stop that problem from happening. So you're solving, saving yourself a, a massive service call. And w- now when you coat a coil, what's your lifespan? Or do you need to recoat it every year? Or, or what's your plan there? You know, every time you go out for routine maintenance each year, you know, clean her down, coat it again? or So the intent of the product is to, you know, obviously get a, a good base coating, you know, and, and so a tech's going to assemble a unit, get the coil inside and out, and we do have some specific tips. We, you know, we got vet training videos yep. and all that stuff, and, you know, do this, do that, uh, but then after three years, it's just a matter of just give it a quick wipe and just spray it again, because uh, it is UV stable. Uh, it's not going to turn brown. It's not going to turn weird colors. It stays clear, but at about three to four-year mark, it does start to break down, so at that point, you just simply wipe the surface and give it another coat, and you're good to go. Now, your coating is your primary thing for AC products. That is. It's the flagship. Yeah, that, that's my lead-in product for everything we do. But you were starting, and we, we don't have to talk about this as much as you can, <laughs> but I know you're working on developing some additional products that work hand-in-hand with it to make, you know, kind of fill out the product line and make it make sense. So with this coating, what are some things that you want to work with it to kind of help improve its longevity in the field? So the natural follow-up to a coating was, well, once the coating's on, the, uh, the techs and the service companies, they, they have to go out and clean those systems, and they got to fix things. And, and uh, that's it. Once again, not bagging any of those great products out there that, that are coil cleaners, but some of them are, uh, are, are, are they're, they're very highly alkaline. Okay. And high alkaline coil cleaners will damage any coil coating. doesn't matter what brand it is. They're all going to damage it. Yep. So the natural follow-up was a foaming pH neutral coil cleaner that complements our coating. Now, it works with any other coating, yep. but I designed it specifically to complement our coating. Um, we worked... So when we developed our original coating, I sat with uh, uh, a, a couple of uh, engineers and a couple of chemists, uh, chemical engineers, and we spent hours. We actually... I had to travel to the U.K., 
to create the product in the UK, even though my brainchild was here and we did all the base testing here, uh, by the time I decided I need a manufacturer to blend the product, can the product, label the stuff, do all that stuff for me um, because we're selling globally, the UK just made sense because what we did is we share with those guys some of the development costs. And uh, so now they get to basically exclusively can and produce for us, but they also will drop ship, you know, pallets for us. And, you know, in India, they'll drop ship for in the okay. UK, they'll drop in Africa. So anywhere we need to ship the product drills straight from the UK. And then well, obviously we have uh, our warehouse in Fort Myers, Florida, yep. and we stock, you know, multiple pallets of the product there. Uh, then we work with great partners like uh, like Keystone Sales. They yep. actually stock the product in two different locations. Um, you know, they buy it by the pallet, and they they provide it to the wholesalers. They'll provide it to some of the contractors. So we're working on a distribution network. We're still, I mean, we're still in our infancy. It's yep. still a small company. Uh, I think we can do very well, but it is, you know, we got to grow one step at a time. Well, and talking about, you know, most of what we're discussing is is residential application, mm -hmm. but what about larger commercial applications as you look into, you know, 10 ton, 20 ton, 30 ton, large units, large coils? Is there a means of using this same product in that capacity, and it's not, you know, just one aerosol can, but do you have a higher capacity delivery system, stuff like that you can use? Yeah, so the aerosol can was originally designed so that, you know, the tech can just grab that bad boy, put it in his bag, and off he goes. He can do his yep. call. He can code a PC board, whatever. Uh, but there is a need on the on the larger side. So we actually, we got guys who are applicators. We sell this stuff in a liquid. So it comes in, you know, what? once again, we're, we're talking about that metric system, yep. right? So yep. it's all one liter. Uh, we have it in the uh, in the 25 liter, which is about six gallons, um, and then we have you got to be a massive guy, but we'll sell them the 55 gallon drum if that's what they need. Jeez, uh, okay. So I got a guy in Miami, and all he does is uh, uh, cooling towers and chillers and that kind of stuff. You know, you got in front of the ocean in Miami, you got cooling towers, brand new stainless steel cooling towers, and year and a half they're brown. Yep. So these guys go out, clean them, they put the application on, and they'll come back four years later to, to take care of them. The other thing we talked about was you also, as you're building these other products, one of your big issues was how can you prove that the coating is on the coil, on the unit, on the board, but have it be provable without it working negatively with another type of product that may be used for it, anything that's like a leak-reactant dye, anything like that. So how... What's what's the plan for figuring all that out, or is oh, that, or can so we talk about that yet? Yeah, you're kind of getting ahead of me there. Oh no, you know, I'm okay. I don't mind letting the cat out of the bag a little bit because it is, this is part of what we're developing. So, uh, one of the things that that we hear from time to time is, you know, Mrs. Homeowner walks out and goes, "Hey, uh, um, did you really coat it? Because it still looks factory. It still looks the same. You know, it looks shinier, but but it looks the same. Uh, and that's the drawback at being clear." Yep. Uh, so what we've done, and this is where we, we get back into, you add one component into that blend, and it changes it. So we recently finally hit with the right component to be in the right light spectrum oh, of being okay. able to coat. Now you can just click it with a, with a UV light. But the problem is, you know, being in this industry, I think that's a tech. Yep. Um, so a lot of people will put leak detector in, you know, in a system because they're chasing down a leak. Well, what if there's a leak detector in there and it reflects green and my coating is reflects green too yep so you've got to find a way for it to be different under the same uv right so i have to be in a whole different light spectrum and that's what we were having the biggest problem with we recently had the lab come back and say look 
we think we got it. So now we go through the next six months will be the next test trial. As soon as we get to that uh, and we get approval on that, then then we'll go to market. But but yeah, you did get ahead of me there a little bit, but that, that's okay. That's I'm okay. sorry. I don't mind I'm sharing sorry. that with I'm you. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, you know, we're here. We're on the cutting edge at AHR. We want people to know about things that are coming and a reason to come, you know, follow us, follow the stuff. You know, we put a lot of stuff out trying to help you produce product and show product as well. So uh, I just don't think I've drank enough for that kind I don't of question. Th- uh, probably not. So, well, while we get uh, beer number two, should we do another giveaway? Oh. Is there is there anybody here that has not gotten a giveaway ticket? Oh. So, please go see Miss Kristen down here in the front. Grab you some tickets. Uh-oh. And now we got we got famous listeners over here. Everybody, Mr. Jacob, cooling with Krauss right here. Dirty hands, clean money, all day long. Ah. <laughs> What's up, brother? It's good to see you. Yeah. Just, just prepping. I'm just, just prepping. Just prepping. Now, you know, I did bring you two different kinds of beers. So you want to try? Don't, the other don't one? need to try the other one. Try the, the the spiny hopster. Spiny hopster. I'll make sure it's a good it is, bottom it there. Is, yeah. It's a it's a very pretty can. Very pretty can. Yeah, representing for Florida. You know, we That's go to right. the Keys a lot, and uh, might as well throw those guys some love. Right. You need one, Jacob. You you know you sure cause <laughs> you sure you sure I mean I mean you know you know how this show works brother you know how this show works that that's right. right that's right brother <laughs> no you ain't ruining right, nothing so buddy thanks for being here that's oh, it yeah very nice very nice 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 crisp sound all right so let's see uh, all right two two six eight seven nine. Two two six eight seven nine. Anybody? Eight seven nine. Where are you? Nope. All right. Uh, all right. <laughs> all right. Your turn. Your turn. Oh, Doing it again. One of those one more time. Do you guys get tickets, guys? <laughs> all right. All right. There we go. Okay. Eight seven four. Got to be an eight seven four out there. Hey, there we go. All right. You are the next contestant on the Price Is Right. right. Come on down. Come on down. There you go. You go ahead and help yourself to that pile right there. And you got yeah. yourself a ball cap. Yep, magnet. You got a nice beanie. Perfect for the weather. There it is. <laughs> You're very listening. welcome. You're very welcome. Thanks for listening. So, anything else that you would like to discuss on AC products, or shall we move on to the next topic of you discussion? You want to talk to, to about my metric stuff? We can definitely talk about metric stuff. Yeah, that's, so that's our Arctic Haze line of products. Yes. You know? So that that's kind of that's kind of a great story because I went and uh, went to a show. We went to introduce our product at the Installer Live in uh, in in the UK, and we just happened to meet these guys. Uh, the guy, one of my partners, I was with. We, he he goes, hey, you got to meet these guys from Arctic Haze. They're they're great guys, you know, and they got a great line of products. I'm like, oh sure, I'll, I'll check it out, you know. So we get to meet these guys and and, and drink too much and. Uh, I think somebody got kicked out of a casino that night, but I, I can't remember all of that. Um, so somewhere around 3 a.m., I go home, and the next day, we, you know, we meet at the show again. We, we start really getting in-depth into what we're doing. We tell them a little bit about, you know, we, we got this, you know, th- this kind of rep thing we're doing. We, we got this hybrid operation happening in, in Florida. We got customers all over the world. And, 
and they were interested in coming into the U.S. market. You know, Arctic Haze as a, a fantastic product. It's been around for over 55 years. It is a, it's a pipe freeze. Now, naturally, being in the industry doing heating and AC and plumbing, you don't really want pipes to freeze. Yep. And, and this, so this is their, their lead product, it's, you know, and it's, it's a fantastic product. As a matter of fact, I'll bring that. Got my prop right here. There it is. So uh, Pipe Freeze Pro is Arctic Spray. Now, Arctic Spray is designed, um, I don't know if you've ever had to work with pipe freezing. Most of the time, what we know in this, in this industry is either big electric clunky pipe freeze machines. Yep. Okay? Nothing wrong with them. They work fine. Or the gigantic you know, CO2 uh, canister and all these different parts. Well, now you can do that with one can. Fits in your hands. You can, you can buy different kits and stuff. They have a, a, a DIY kit, which is a single-use kit. Yep. Or they have the kits that you, all you got to do is just replace the can. But that guy right there, you can if you have a, a, a valve that you can't find, or God forbid, you have a 70-year-old building with a gate valve that you better not touch, because you touch <laughs> it, you own it, right? <laughs> so you yeah. have this thing, you're like, ah, man. So now you can freeze that pipe. You can freeze a half-inch pipe in about two minutes. You can freeze all the way up to two-and-a-half-inch pipe, but, you know, at that point, it better be an emergency, because you're going to lose a lot, use a lot of yeah, this you're stuff. Yeah, you're going to lose your, a lot. Your everyday... Uh, repair. You know, if you're in a high rise and you got to drain down and, and purge and stuff, now you can freeze this. Now you can freeze a single spot, or you can do an isolate. You know, and, and freeze in two sections and work in the middle. But now you can create a, a nice plug that's going to last. You know, up to 45 minutes. Okay. Do your repair. I mean, these days we don't even have to use hot. We can just use a press, and you're in and out in minutes. Now you didn't have to drain down the system. You didn't have to go find. Uh, an isolation valve. You didn't have to go bother a neighbor or you know that jerk neighbor who's not going to yep, open for yep. you because that's where the valve is. Um, or even worse, I mean, th this is where I always push it is, what if you get that 80-year-old valve, gate valve, that you see it, you know you twist it, and that stem's going to end up in your hands. Now you own that repair, right? Yep. You know, or you got to fight with somebody to pay for the repair. This is, you freeze it, and you're in and out. It saves you 80% of your standard uh, your normal time to do a, a small repair. Uh, we see this moving a lot up in the uh, up in north northeast, uh, where you have a lot of you know a lot of water for your primary source of heat or cooling. Um, so and then on top of that, it's the benefit that um, they created a whole line of tools and service products. So all the consumables that you can think of, they have a, a catalog that's 450 items deep. Jeez. So I you know I knew it was I big. I didn't know that was big. That's yeah. what she said. So I, well, I looked at this product and said, yeah, this is a great lead product, just kind of like our, like our coating. You know, it's like we got one lead product with a coating, and we got one lead product here. And then we look at this deep line, and we're like, oh, shit, we need a bigger warehouse. So, <laughs> yeah. Isn't that always the problem in yeah. distribution? Yeah. We never have a big enough warehouse, ever. Yeah, so, so luckily we have a big <laughs> lot in the back of our warehouse. So we can grow into that. But meanwhile, you know, we'll just, we'll work tight. We'll, we'll, we'll just, you know, we'll, we'll scooch around things. And yep. you know, as long as the fire partner doesn't show up, we'll be fine. There it is. <laughs> so I know this is your main kind of flagship, but going down the line, what's kind of your next primary product with Arctic Haze that you guys are really using and kind of seeing it grow in this market and kind of getting your foot out there? So the great thing about our Arctic Haze is that their, you know, their head guy, their lead guy, Lee, the guy is, uh, he's amazing. He's got a brain that just that doesn't stop. So he's been in this industry for years and years and years. I mean, his stories are, are great. I mean, they're better than some of the stories I'll share with you later. But um, he and his dad used to put together, like, uh, uh, test equipment in their garage. 
they're making these wooden boxes and they're putting text equipment, you know, and, and it remains, you know, like a high school project. But this is what they're doing. You know, we're talking, you know, 40 years ago. They're building these things. And, yep. And he designed all kinds of different products. He's designed, you know, like test meters, electric test meters and that kind of stuff. Um, I mean, he's even sold some of his design to other companies so he could come up with something better. Gotcha. So when we look at their test equipment, their, uh, their, uh, they have, you know, uh, uh, flue gas analyzers, uh, you know, digital meters, uh, all that kind of stuff. I mean, they're, they're at the forefront of everything that happens in the U.K., and that's why we thought, okay, this is why we have to partner up with these guys. Um, you know, the wet side for me has always been, hey, I'm going to swap out a water heater. I'm going to throw, a, you know, a tankless over here. Yep. And on the commercial side, we, uh, when I was a contractor in Nevada, my heating license allowed me to do boilers, radiant floors. All. So kind of based on the residential, very little on the, on the commercial side. Gotcha. Uh, so, you know, I, I can talk plumbing a little bit. But at some point, I'm going to be like, oh, no, no, enough, you, enough to get you in trouble. Yeah, I don't know that. Yeah, we'll, we'll find a different expert yeah, for that. So, right? you know, so, so <laughs> as a commercial, when I did commercial HVAC, I always teamed up with a quality plumber who could go out and, and complement the systems and the stuff we were working on. You know, especially when we did some work on old, like, hot deck, cold deck systems. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. Mm-mm. So that's where one of my first big jobs that I was working on as a contractor, we got a contract to work at Washoe Medical Center in Nevada, in Reno, Nevada. And this hospital was built in the 50s. And then they just kept building around the hospital, but the plant, the central plant, (laughs) was in the middle of the hospital. When they came around the time to, oh, well, we need to start changing this thing, they're like, no, we can't. Yep. We'd have to demo half the building just to get this plant out, new plant in. So we ended up having to do a lot of maintenance. So I I was kind of forced to learn a lot of the plumbing side. But it's basically one side is always running hot and one side's always running cold. And then it's just a set of mixing dampers all the way along. So you got pneumatic thermostats throughout the whole hospital. It's super complex system. Fun, but complex systems. I mean, a simple simple concept because you got hot, cold, whatever you need, it's going to mix for you. Yep. Just, you know, the tech that's got to work on it. That, that's, that's, who gets to, you know, that's who gets to work with that crap. That's the truth. So not to back us up a little bit, but I, I do want to ask another question because the nice thing about live shows is you kind of get to watch and see who, who walks up to listen. So a few other things on AC products, just to back up real quick. We talk so much about coating coils, coating equipment, but now are there situations where maybe you've got duct work or gas lines or refrigerant lines in potentially corrosive environments, even indoors, you know, you can coat anything copper, anything black pipe, you can coat large sheet mill. Is that, you know, other things you've ever dealt with with these big commercial guys? Well, actually, you know, and I've talked to, you know, there's a couple of Instagram guys that we talk to and stuff, and I really, I'd love to get Jeff DeMassari to, to start using the product. He uses he loves he loves using it on his uh, Unistrut and stuff like that. Yep. But I keep telling him, dude, you're doing all these beautiful plumbing systems, man. And I don't know if you've seen some of the installs they do. Yep. Beautiful copper walls and everything's polished up. It's like, put some of this stuff on there. It'll stay shiny forever. Because within two years, that stuff's green, dark brown. This stuff will keep it just, you know, beautiful shiny. If that's the look you're going for, I uh, I do have a guy that uses this on gutters. Okay. In California, of all places, but he loves putting it on copper gutters because what his customers that want, they want sense. that just right patina. So he waits a year, 
when it gets to almost right, then he sprays them down. So it kind of locks it in time. So it stops the, the corrosion process. I mean, because it's just, it's corrosion. Yep. Whether it's metal, it's aluminum, it's copper, that is a corrosive process. So he just puts it on there and our product kind of seals it up in place. So it kind of gets to keep that perfect look um, forever. But we, uh, we have a, a, a string of gyms in the UK, um, uh, Lloyd something, I can't remember their name, but it's a, and they coat all of their, uh, their lifeguard chairs, stainless steel chairs. Okay. Because uh, all their pools are indoor, high uh, chlorine environment. And all their chrome chairs, you know, start to rust. All of their sprinkler piping, uh, because of the sprinkler chlorine. Sprinkler piping's you know, a good one. The, the That's a good one. Just eats all that stuff. So they put it on there, just totally takes care of it. Uh, now there's, you know, little more maintenance if you have areas that have uh, wear and tear. So if you put it on, uh, uh, you know, handrails and stuff like that, you know, rings and stuff, they will eventually wear out the coating. But you know, a quick spray and you're good to go. Yeah. Well, and I guess you could use it. For stuff like that, even rooftop applications, um, one of the things I had talked about, so at Insight, we're an Aon rep, and we sell a lot of big commercial package units, but one of the issues that guys have, and any of us in the field have always seen it, is your product labels disappear over time. So I think we've talked about, you know, what is, I think it'd be a good idea, maybe, have you ever done any demos of coding all those different labels on systems and see how long they'll stand up on the roof and help you have, you know, longer term being able to read all that stuff. So, well, when you started talking to Aon, I started thinking of a whole different issue, but <laughs> uh, the product is UV stable. Okay. So it does help protect that stuff. And unfortunately, I just don't have one of my old samples. Uh, you know, I live in Florida. And in Florida, we love our flamingos in the front yard, right? We got a little flamingos, <laughs> you know, and, and maybe that's a demographic question, but you know, we love our flamingos in the front yard. So I took a flamingo, coated it with our product, left another one uncoated. Um, well, the uncoated flamingo only made it to the Atlanta show because after that, he just fell apart. There was nothing <laughs> left. Where the, whereas the coated one is still pink and pretty, so you know, we still got flamingos in our front yard. But um, some of the rooftop problems that we've had. Um, is you have, especially in Florida, we have, you know, a lot of wind, <laughs> yep. a lot of hurricanes, that kind of stuff. Um, some service techs are not the best at putting all the screws back in, right, on the yep. panels. Yep. So what happened to, we were working with a, a big retailer. I'm not going to drop any names, but uh, a big retailer who, was ha who had a massive problem with, you know, number one was geckos, and then the winds will come up, blow a panel because the you know, technician either stripped a screw, didn't put a screw in, whatever. And you get a rain, and there goes the PC board because the PC board is now exposed to the environment. Yep. Whereas the PC boards that were coated, um, they were working just fine. Um, one of the guys I... And it's not a common, like, Aeon-specific uh, problem. Yeah. But this guy happened to be an Aeon guy. and said, you know, what we do have is, you know, you get a uh, place where you got prevailing winds, and snow gets in through all the vents, and all of a sudden your PC board is full of snow. And that's good, fine, it'll work for a minute until that snow starts to melt. Yep. And then it starts, you know, arcing and creating problems all over the place. So our, problem, our product is going to stop that from happening. I mean, I never recommend it, but I did have one of my reps down in the Caribbean take a mini split 220 volt PC board, coat it. He actually, wait extra thick, but he took that whole thing and just dunked it on the water, plugged it into power, and you could see him clicking that you know, power light on and off. It does, it's not meant for submersion, okay? 
But it just goes to show what some of these guys have done to test it, and we're perfectly fine. I mean, we have a we have a demo board. We're on you know down in booth uh, near the Bosch booth. We're uh, yep yep S eight six nine five, and we have a board that we spray, and that board's been on that display probably three years, and I don't know how many shows. Um, I think the only thing I have to do now, I have to change my wiring harness because it's it's so old and so beat up yep. that now, you know, if you touch the board, it kind of clicks a little bit, uh, but it's still the same board. And we've been just wetting this thing now, and it runs 24-7 in our shop. The only time it comes off our shop wall is when it goes out to a show, and, and it goes to shows two, three times a year, and 24-7, it's running. And every time I walk into my office, you know, it's my ritual. I walk in, grab my spray bottle, and off I go. And so every day I'm, I'm doing that. Well, I remember the first time I got to come and see everything. We were doing, uh, myself and Dennis and some other guys that were doing a training class, we just took whatever Bosch board we could find in the warehouse, and you coated it right there. We hooked it up to power, and we're sitting there just spraying it with water, spraying it with water, and nothing. It absolutely blew my mind because I've not seen anything that would do that. So it just, the different applications of it is just crazy. Oh, oh yeah. Well, and then not only that, you know, so I know you guys, uh, we, we actually had a discussion when I went to that training. Yep. Because uh, the next day we went out and saw a few people, and uh, I think Dennis was telling them, oh, there's three coats, and... And then you told us, like, no, no, dude, that, that's, no, that's only two, two coats. That's two. Um, so two coats will protect it. So when we do recommend, you know, we do our instructions, like, they'll, PCBs, do three coats. Yep. We know with three coats you're going to get everything. Because the biggest problem you have with PCBs is, you know, you see the front, and that's great. You put two coats on that. But the back, as soon as you put it out, you got all the pins, all yep. the solder joints. Yep. And that sharp spot of the solder joint, that's where you're going to get either a lizard or a slug or a frog, they're going to crawl in there and they're going to short out that board. So we always say three coats because that third coat is the one that seals it up. So we know that with three coats, we get about uh, six mils of, pro of product thickness. We've measured this with the nozzle, with the pressure of the spray. If you do three coats, we know exactly what coating, what coating thickness you're going to get. And we have, you know, thickness meters and stuff. We know what you're going to get. And we know it's going to protect it. So yep. that's why we specify three coats on the PCB. Now, if you're comfortable enough, you can do two. But really, you should do three on the PCB. Well, and it, you know, definitely if you're in a coastal environment, guarantee you want three of them on it. You might could get away with, with two coats in different places. but And you can get what? So a standard can, three coats on a board, depending on the size of the board, what? 10 to 15 boards, something between, like that? Between 10 and 15 boards, and, you know, it's a good, you know, we have a nice little display for the, for the counter, you know, for the counter trade counters and stuff like that, where we explain to the, to the techs and the business owners what you can make off of one of these cans. I mean, oh, yeah. $12 or a 12-ounce can, or actually it's a, uh, it's a 400-milliliter can. Back to the metrics. Back to the metrics, right? yes. So a 400 milliliter can, <laughs> uh, that can's going to do, let's say, 12 boards, just to give you an example right there. Um, if you paid retail, retail for that can is $32.95. And we do that specifically because I don't want to compete with the contractors. I don't want to compete with the wholesalers. You know, we want Joe Homeowner to go, wow, man, that's expensive. You want you guys to sell it. Yep. So, so you know, it's $32.95 retail plus $16 shipping. They're paying almost 50 bucks to get one kind of that stuff. Yep. Now, as a tech, you go out to see Mrs. Homeowner. Look, we're going to do this. We're going to apply it. We're going to charge you 75 bucks, coat your board. 
well, it makes sense. Yeah. So, you know, obviously the techs and the wholesalers and retailers are getting a whole different price structure. But one can at full retail still can net you about $500 worth of profit with one can of product. So that's, that's the goal. It's a, it's, it's a place for the contractors to just create one more stream of revenue and either set themselves apart by doing something better than the other guy or being able to offer a service that the other guy maybe didn't have or didn't think to mention. You know, we've talked about this in our industry. A lot of the times, uh, the sale goes to the guy who asked for it. Yep. Or, you know, or the guy who just offered something a little bit better. That's it. Yep. Well, and, and we talk about that a lot on the show is you have to find the way to differentiate yourself in the market because every single contractor can say they're the best contractor. They can say they give the best homeowner experience. They do the best of this, best of this, best of this. But no one's going to... No one's not calling you because they don't think you can't do heating and air. So what are the other things that your company offers, such as a coating to do protectants on their equipment and their boards? What are these other things you're throwing into maintenance agreements to help give yourself that bit of a competitive advantage to be just a little bit different than everyone else? So, well... Well, I'd like to. I'm gonna go ahead and interrupt to one one thing because yeah. we did talk a little bit about Arctic Haze. Yep. I'm looking at that's gonna be our last giveaway over there. So why don't you grab me that that all right, all right. little box over there? Since you're since you're closer, I'll have you grab that for since me. Since I'm closer. Yep, yep. So with our Arctic Haze uh, freeze kits, we have them in several different sizes. You know, we got the the DIY kit, which is great. It's a single use, and whatever homeowner uses it, sprays it, throws the can away. So all of our our other kits, they come, they come with a scale, a little digital scale. Now, the clever part about this whole digital scale, it's actually a fishing scale. <laughs> so, so it does, you know, so you can, so it's got a little scale right there, and then mm-hmm. it's got nice. the little tape measures you can measure a catch, right? There it is. So I have a fella. <laughs> He's in Louisiana. It's and good he place. ordered a couple of these place. kits, and he bought them online, just paid retail, whatever. Loves them. He's like, oh, man, he's, you know, he's, get me out of trouble. You know, we, we do a quick repair. We're in and out. He goes, but that gummit, Brian, can you send me some more scales? I'm like, well, what do you mean? They, they came mm-hmm. with the kids. He goes, well, my goddamn guys are stealing them and going fishing with them. So, <laughs> so, so I never used to stock these, but now I have them in because I never know what technician's going to take the scale out of the kit and take it fishing with them. So since I'm in Florida, I was like, well, you never know. <laughs> I love the fact that it's someone from Louisiana that had his guy stealing it to go fishing. Uh, because, oh, I forgot about that. Well, cool. Joe, well right? so my dad, Cajun Joe, was born and raised in New Orleans. I spent my whole life going fishing in Louisiana, so that just kind of that brings it full circle. So is there anyone out there that doesn't have giveaway or a giveaway ticket number? Anybody, 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 give away tickets. Ticket. If you haven't got one, give them from her. Okay. Even if it's for just a minute, come down and grab a ticket. That's right. All right. Do you want a fishing scale? That is the important part. Are you a fisherman? Right. Get in here. <laughs> All right. That's eventually. That's, that's eventually. Yeah, that's, oh, that's no, oh we're doing this one? Okay. But you know what? The, the beanie's just as important. That's it right. It's cold out It is there, very brother. true. All right. I think I won last time. It's your turn. All right. So, I don't know. Last, what was it? Last, uh, last week, it was minus... 15 or something in Chicago. Yeah, no thank you. I'm, I'm no thank glad, you for that. I'm just glad that didn't show, show didn't happen <laughs> last week. I've been like, I don't know, man. You're doing the show by yourself, man. <laughs> That's it. That's it. All right. What we got? All right. We got uh, 687. Who's got 687? 687. Oh. Well, hey, Mike, did you get a ticket? Get up here and get a ticket. Get a ticket, yeah. Yeah, get up here and get a ticket. Hands full. Hands full. There it is. There you go. 687. 
Six, eight, ten. Okay. Boom. All right. So, uh, six, six, seven. You're out. All right. Try it again. Two two six eight eight one. Eight eight one. Eight eight one. Eight eight one. Going once, going twice. Man, you are not the next contestant. Yeah, not that. On HVAC R and D, Price is Right. Uh, HVAC R and D, come on down. Eight seven zero. Two two six eight seven zero. Bob, tell them what they won. Hey hey. <laughs> Come on down. Come on down, man. Right there. You're perfectly timed because yes. you're going to need a beanie out there. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. For appreciate it. Time. Thanks for hanging out and listening to us. We oh appreciate it. I'll reorganize. You talk. Uh-oh. What are we doing next? That's so the last giveaway, you know. That is, that is the last giveaway. Now you better be a fisherman and enjoy this thing. All right. Well, it's almost beer number three time. Where are really? you at, buddy? You do know that I have to go do a presentation here in a while, so oh. after beer number four, <laughs> I'm not sure if I'll be ready for a presentation. Well, we're, we're, that's why we're only on two. We got two more left, two. so you got to go do that, right? I know. I count six <laughs> each. Sound six each? Actually, I count 12 for you. But I know. That happens. <laughs> All right. Speaking of beer number three. Uh-oh. You know, is, it, is it that time yet? I mean, the beer sat... The beer sat here at the show in our in our storage box, and state it's pretty cold. Yeah, it's decent. It's, it's good temperature. It's, it's decent. Just, it's, it's pleasant. Yes. But would you like the beer to be colder? I would much prefer the beer to be colder. Because what I'm huh. going to do is I'm going to show you what uh, this pipe freeze yeah. can do. So this is so, this is the best demo you could ask for on the show floor right so, now. So so do you <sighs> want do you want another spiny hops or you want an Oktoberfest? You know what? You surprised me. You surprised me. Well, I was going for that. Which Randon I've had two, so I guess don't I need the other one? I've not had the third you, beer. You want to try one of mine? Yeah, why not? Okay, so so you know I'm a, I'm a lighter beer kind of guy. That's okay. Yeah, I, I, you know I don't do that chewy stuff. You know, I just yeah. I just like beer. All right, all right. There it is. All right. All right. I feel like right the global here. people are disappointed. I've only finished two beers. Well, I feel so judged. I feel so judged. So this is the largest version of what we call the Arctic sleeve. The, so the Arctic sleeve, sleeve. This goes around up to two and a half inch pipe. All right. Okay. So this is what we do to freeze pipe. We're going to go ahead and do the same thing with your beer. I'll take that beer. Wrap it up in there. Very nice. Very nice. Then we pull the drawstring to make sure we keep the freeze in place. Yep, keep it locked in. We're going to do it up here, too. I like it. Yeah. It's like a sweet little beer yeah, koozie. Yeah, it is. So, then the key to this whole process, the key to the process is uh, we pop this bad boy right here. Hey, let's do this just like the beer That's can. what I'm talking okay. about. Oh, very oh. nice. <laughs> very nice. So... <laughs> so, the freeze spray. Now, this stuff... Uh, it is a it is a refrigerant, so I'll I'll say it in in British. This is ZE ZE one two three four. ZE one two three four is All right. refrigerant. All right. It is a low global warming product. Okay. Yes, low GWP, everyone. Yep. So now this stuff is gets down to minus fifty C. Oop. So what you want to do is you always want to you want to have the 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 nozzle all the way out, but then you want to point that away from you. 
Yep. Just in case you left that depressed. Yep. And you don't want to get shot in the face with, you know, with... Yes, with, you with do not want your Celsius to be showing. Right. <laughs> so it comes with a little hose. We hook up. It goes into a John Guest fitting right there. Nice. Okay. We take that guy and we plug it right into that fitting. It's got a little brass fitting right there. Now we just take this and open the valve. Now, you got a timer? We can get a timer. Now, this was so much fun getting to test this because normally we just do half-inch pipe. I'm like, I talk to my wife like, babe, I'm going to freeze some beers. She goes, really? It's like, I got to figure out how much time it takes. But each time I freeze one of these, I'll drink that beer. So we took some room temperature beer and started the first one. I was like, let's do one minute. That's <laughs> ah, not cold enough. Well, let me finish that one. I finally got to four and a half minutes. So that many beers into it. Uh, I finally figured it out. So four All and a right. half minutes All right. is so the when, magic number. Tell me when to start. All right. So we crank this up until I actually hear it hissing. Maybe, Maybe not. Right. Uh-oh. There it is. Stopwatch. Go. All right. So that tells me that the refrigerant is flowing into that sleeve. Nice. And it's saturating that whole sleeve. And... Uh, so I'll just let this thing run for a bit. So what you do want to do is, so we can do a, a pipe freeze. We can do a, a horizontal or we can do a vertical pipe. Now, on the vertical pipe, you'll notice that what happens is you actually start dripping a little bit of the liquid refrigerant. Okay. When you see the liquid, you back it off a little bit, okay, just to make sure you, you can hear just a nice little hiss. And when you're, you know, when you're looking at a pipe, you can actually see the little, uh, like the little cloud. You know, just gotcha. a little. So you just kind of let that go. And we're just going to let that... Uh, time for four and a half minutes yeah like i said normally i mean if it takes four and a half minutes to freeze up you are not going to freeze this number one it's alcohol no, no don't freeze it yeah, and, and we want you to be able to enjoy that's, this that's beer. right that's right um the longest i've ever felt like i had to wait for a beer in my life <laughs> but in a pinch if you really need a cold beer that's right now of course the guys on the job side will be using now which i mean no you need anything you know you need cold soda cold red bull yeah well Speaking of things that guys misuse in, in job sites, uh oh, I used to work at a supply house that we sold <laughs> underground pipe and we sold uh, the, uh, the plastic underground pipe and you got those heat plates, right? Yep. Uh, get the pipe and butt connect them and stuff. We're starting to get all these warranty calls on these heat plates. This is when I lived in Reno, and you know, no, no offense to anybody. I mean, I'm from South America, so a lot of a lot of Mexicans working in the field and stuff. And we started getting all these uh, all these failed heat plates. We're like, what is okay. going on? So we finally showed up at the job site, and the guys were turning on the heat plate, putting their tortillas on them, <laughs> heating them, heating them up mean, for lunch. I mean, like, you know, it's a great idea, but guys, this is only meant for, you know, yep, what yep. we're doing. So yep. it's, it's funny how in the field we, we find ways to to use what's out there. You know, it's, uh, Always. It wouldn't be the first time I heated up a taco with a torch, so, you know. Nope. Well, and I've, I've ran into a lot of job sites lately where guys have started bringing their own microwaves and they'll hook them into the generator on the oh, job oh site. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. Yeah, we had one of those <laughs> mounted in, in, in all the work vans. We had a little bitty 800 yep. guys so we could plug into the job site. Cause we did a lot of track work uh, when I had my contracting company. We did track work. We did commercial work. And sometimes the tracks are way out there where they're starting to build, you know, because that's where the, the GC bought good property you know, or whatever. So Yep. You could just run into town and, and go get lunch. There, no, there absolutely no not. to run into. You know, the closest thing was maybe a 7-Eleven 10 miles away. So You want to talk about being in the sticks on an install. <laughs> I used to be an hour out just to get to the job. And then you, no phone call, no nothing. So you had a tackle box or a toolbox full of 
Vena sausages and saltines and whatever you could find because you're not leaving once you're out there. That's the carry only thing. Carry you a lot of jerky in the in the van. Yep, yep, a lot of jerky. Lot That's jerky. Not bad, yeah. All right, so we're three minutes in. I'm thirsty. Where are we at? Oh, you're three minutes <laughs> in. I told you four and a half, right? <laughs> now you can see the the uh, the frost. Oh yeah, and it's cold on my hand, so I'm gonna drop that. Yep. Uh, yep. The frost is actually, on the jacket. I've actually measured the jacket itself once I'm done, and I've gotten negative eight. I sent uh, Dennis a picture of that. Okay. So that's that. That is very cold stuff coming out of here. Oh yeah. Yeah, and you can feel the refrigerant being cold yeah, through there you, too. You know, that's you, crazy. You can feel the brass fitting. I mean, the whole jacket is very cold. Oh you yeah. Can, I just don't want to bring it over the equipment over here. Yeah, that's probably not so, probably not a good sound guy won't like the equipment that. Really well, but you know, yeah, let's just not do that. Which in a pinch, if it's overheating, we got you. Let us know. We got this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, three forty-five. Yep. We need like a. Does this feel like a, a really long demo? It does. It does. Well, the anticipation our, is just building. At our booth, we get this done in two minutes, but, you know, it's half-inch pipe. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see how it is. Yeah. Let's see how it is. Make me wait. All right, four minutes. What we got? I, mean, I could probably pop this. Do, 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 do. I want to get you nice and cold. Yes, brother. nice and cold, please. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Question? So the the question is how much product is left in the can after you've frozen something. So in well, beer card beer, beer can terms, okay, we're gonna go ahead and shut that <laughs> off for four, four and a half minutes, okay? How so many? We shut, yeah. we shut it off and I let it sit for thirty seconds. Just just let it sit. Okay. So in beer can terms, it's gonna take half a, half a can. Okay. Now one of these cans will do about six half inch copper pipe freezers. So yeah. Oh, well, so the we have smaller sleeves for the half-inch pipe, so it's going to just be a tiny sleeve. And you can do a dual freeze. So if you have to isolate a section and do a repair, you can freeze two sections, do a repair. In this day and age, with press fittings, you're in and out. But that freeze on a, on a water pipe is going to last you about 45 minutes. So, now, if you have a problem, oh, crap, we gotta, we got to run. That's fine. You just leave this, the sleeve on, and you just give it a little crank and freeze it just a little bit longer, and you can continue to work on that freeze. Okay, all right, we're off here. So we got our, our all right. All right. Damn, that's cold. Right. I hope so. I'm going <laughs> to let you go ahead and uncork. Don't shake it too much. There is don't, a beer. Don't shake it. In there. Don't shake it. So, you know, don't shake Ooh, it. That is nice and nice and chilly. See the, see the frost on that bad boy right yeah, there? Yeah, all right. Unwrap my Florida beer goodness. <laughs> Remember, beer, don't shake it. How's that can? All right. God, that's crazy. Ooh, a little wet there. Yeah, that's all right. We'll get that guy. A little, little condensation that happens, well, doesn't the it? The nice thing is, you know, you just take that off, let it nice. dry. Nice. Put it back in your in your toolkit and use it again next time. So you can get a lot of uses out of it. The only th thing we tell people is let it kind of set for a bit because if you rip it right off the pipe, the pipe's still frozen, so you end up ripping the insulation. Now, we sell the sleeves and stuff, but we'd rather not have you spend a bunch of money. Now, what's is that the standard sleeve size, or they're like larger sleeves? I know we talk about up to what what is that two and a half inch pipe? That's, that's the largest sleeve okay. size. That'll do two and a half inch. So we go all the way down to half inch, three eighths. You can do with 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 the sleeves that we have. So there's like five different sleeve sizes. Okay. All right. So all right. typically, we normally are supposed to read what's on this can. Oh yeah. Well. So uh, this is iguana bait. 
And it says, a crisp, refreshing beer inspired by the invading iguanas. Love your love for hibiscus flowers. Iguana bait is 100% locally owned and brewed in the Florida Keys. All right. It, it's cold, everybody. I'll say that. Whoop. A little foamy. Uh-oh. 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 There it goes. Nothing but foam. How is that bad boy? Nice and cold. Nice and cold. That's even got a little bit, even just a little bit of ice crystal on top. Yeah, yeah, we. <laughs> yes. So, and that, so excellent, that's, excellent demo. Now that I've spilled beer everywhere. So that's got you know that's got alcohol. It takes a little bit longer to actually freeze. Alcohol, makes sense. So, makes yeah. sense. So now you don't want to use you know use this as a party trick because it gets to be an expensive party trick. That is an expensive party trick. But uh, but you know for you guys you bet. Well, awesome. You know what I'm, I'm going to do? I think you should use the rest of that can and freeze another one. Well, I think I'm going to do one of, one of the other beers. I think you should. I've, I've had a couple of guana baits. All right. I should try what you. I should try that nasty stuff that I don't like. The nasty stuff you yeah, don't that, like. Yeah, that bitter stuff. What, you the like bitter that stuff? stuff? I don't. Man, that Oktoberfest is. Is that Oktoberfest money? Getting? That's money right there. I think I want to go for the spiny hopster. And it's good too. Think that's good. Spiny hopster. All right, let's freeze one. Let's you freeze one. Let's do it. Because we can't drink all of these. You want to share one? You want? We share should one? share one. Anybody want a beer? Anybody want a beer? Anybody want a beer? Mike, you want a beer? You and your boys want a beer? You guys want a beer? You, you, you Mark, want an Oktoberfest? Hmm? Who wants an Oktoberfest? This guy? This guy back here? Oh man! There's one here. Hell, give me. Hell, give me that thing. Oh, this, thing. this go. is. You go. I'm gonna. This is how you get I, new I'm, listeners. I'm gonna chill <laughs> my beer. Free I'm beer. Take care of that. You chew your beer. I'll be back. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but riding is now the beer biatch. <laughs> ah, let's see. Man, look at you. you like Vanna over there, just handing out letters, man. <laughs> you get a beer. This is you my new friend, Oprah. He wants a beer. Yeah, he wants a beer. Get him a beer. Get that man a beer. And we are definitely uh, hooking up our friends from uh, Florida Keys Brewing. They are in Isla Morada, Florida. Great guy, great bunch of guys. I stopped there a lot. Well, these have the, these, these got obviously a little too cold. See how they popped on the bottom? I mean, they're still good. I drank them. Yeah, I, I will drink that. Man, that's a lot of fluid I have to use, but I'm willing to try. I'm willing to try. Go ahead and uh, freeze that guy here. Listen to that. There we go. And then we back it up a little bit, and there we go. Let that bad boy freeze up. <laughs> it's so sticky. So, all right, who's got beers in their hands? That's right. So welcome to HVAC R&D, where we all enjoy drinking as the trade crew, everybody. <laughs> Cheers, everybody. That's Cheers. right. Cheers, brother. All right, brother. Thank you. Oh, here we go. Oktoberfest. Oh, shit. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. <laughs> you know what? Not normally my cup of it's, tea, but... It's good. That's good. I know, right? I didn't even taste this when I was at the brewery. I'm like, nah, nah, nah I don't want to taste that crap. <laughs> I, I, that's too thick. That's chewy. That's too, good. too thick. It's chewy. That is good, man. Of course... I got another one. I'm cooling down right yep, here. Yep, there it is. So I, but I wanted to try the Oktoberfest. So. You should. All right. 
So, oh, I didn't restart your timer. Oh, so that's okay. We'll wing it. It'll work. I'm, I'd say you're about a minute in. I know I can get two beers out of one can, so I'll just use it all. That's true. When it's done, you know you're I get, done. I that's get, right. It's that's all right. good, right? Ah. <laughs> 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 uh. So, any other questions from anybody? I know we had a question from the crowd. Anybody else with questions as we wait for this beer to freeze? Got any more beer? Questions? <laughs> Go for it. Uh-huh. On what equipment? So, here's something that happened with our coating. Um, I've been in the, in the automotive industry for a long time as well. I just kind of where I started. My first job was working at a Mercedes-Benz dealership. So I'm a gearhead. You know, if it burns petroleum products, I want to watch it race. Um, and we found out that the coating was good on any metal surface. So we have a division that we will be starting soon, which is to do, we're going to go to SEMA and do all that stuff. But to do chassis. This stuff can take anything up to about 215 degrees. We put it on engine blocks. I got Evan Rude. I'm a, I'm a two-stroke old school guy. I got Evan Rude motors on my fishing boat, and the motors are completely coated with this stuff. Everything above the water line, I can coat with this, protects it. Uh, water just, everything just beads right off of it. So if you do anything with, you know, outboard motors, you know that every time you bring them out of salt water, you got to rinse them, you got to put some fluid film on them. Our stuff, just give it a quick rinse, you're done. So it's great product. The only thing it really can't take is that heat from exhaust manifolds, you know, catalytic converter. That's just too hot. But the engine block, no problem. Intake manifolds, uh, I could go through tons of pictures and show you, you know, the different trucks, uh, Grandpa's El Camino, all that stuff that, that we coat with the same basic product under a different label name because, you know, you don't want to go to auto shop and look at an AC can. So there's a label to market for that particular market, yeah. Now, didn't you coat Lola the Longbed? Oh, I coated everything on Lola the Longbed. <laughs> so so yeah. Lola the Longbed is Brian's delivery truck, affectionately named. Well, she, she's a Longbed. And, uh, That's right. <laughs> I actually kind of get a bit of an affection for the Longbeds because they're like the redheaded stepchildren of the, the pickup world. Everybody, yep. you know, they lower them, but they all want the short beds. I'm like, no, no, I want that Longbed. That's right. Oh, I just that big booty. I don't know what it is, man. <laughs> you know? so, so you know, so I, I, I love them long beds. They look great, you know. So so I, I go for the long bed trucks. So, I you know I had an old '67 uh, C10 long bed that I lowered, put the airbags on it, did all that stuff, and kind of the shop truck kind of had to kind of had to follow the same the same uh, train of thought. You know, we just we got to have a long bed, man. Nice. Plus, you can put more mini splits in the back of a long bed. That is true. That is true. Bed, so, you know. That is true. <laughs> oh, next drink. I'm being All right, we're getting, we're getting close. Well, I think this guy's is, is it out? Yeah, we've... No, no, no. A little bit. A little bit. The rest in there. There it is. It's probably cold enough. I mean, you can see the, the ice forming right there on the, uh, on the brass fitting. Yep. Now, in Florida, where you have high humidity... This whole brass fitting just turns to a big block of ice because it's just it's just freezing. All right. Yep. I'm good enough. I think I'm ready I, th for a cold I think beer. it's time. I, I mean, think it's time. I, I do like the Oktoberfest, but I'm I'm ready for a cold one. <laughs> and I love that John Guest fitting because he just reuse it back and forth as many times as he need to. 
There it is. Oh yeah, that's what I that's what I've been looking for right there. Nice ice cold spiny hopster. Spiny hopster. I haven't tried this one either. It's delightful. I mean, these guys have like two dozen beers, so it's hard to try them all. But oh, yeah, that's not me. That's not you. <laughs> that is not me. But I'm gonna drink it. Well, you know, I don't I'm, complain I'm, about I'm free beer. I don't I'm complain not. about free beer, so I have loved every one of these that I have drank today. Well, we got we got a few more. We got a few left minutes to be here, so yeah, I'm, I'm we got, drink that. Yeah, one. we got a few minutes, or we're, we're starting to get towards this last minute giveaway. If you've not gotten tickets, please make sure to get tickets. Yeah, definitely. Who doesn't have tickets? Who can hear us? Can you hear me and don't have a ticket? See yes, this beautiful See, young lady yes. right here. She'll take care of you. Very nice. Very nice. You guys edit all the silence out, don't you, for the podcast? No. Why I would I do that? Why would I, why would I edit anything out? I mean, I, don't, yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I yes. do say shit every now and then. So uh, we, say, we say shit all the all time. Right, oh, good. Oh, you, uh, had, you had a gal oh, on your show a couple weeks so, ago. So Brit- she says a little more than that. So Brittany, who was on the show a couple weeks ago, she was actually a live guest with us as uh, or in, in Atlanta at AHR. Brittany is part of One Thing Marketing, who is one of our primary sponsors. Um, her dad was a, a plumber and a pipe fitter, so you know she's got the mouth to go along with it. Oh, I love her vernacular. I mean, but yeah, she, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she's got yeah, it's right up my alley yeah. with that kind of language. But yeah, no, Brittany is great. If you guys are you know local contractors in any market, they're based or one thing marketing is based out of Louisville, Kentucky, but they work with contractors all over the country. They prefer to only work with one or two per city because they want to make sure they're not pitting everybody against each other as they're helping you build your brand. And, you know, if you go back and listen to episode, I believe it is 118 with her, um, there's so much, as she calls it, free 99 marketing information in there for helping to build a small company. It's, I love it's, that it's, tip. That was awesome. Yeah, it's, I, it's I listened a, to that one. It was great. Yeah, it's, it's a great show. Um, and you can always, if you want to reach out to her and schedule a meeting, you can find her through the vendor hub on HVACRD.com. Just go in there and check out One Thing Marketing because... As I said before, one thing can change everything. Oh, yeah. Well, in, in this industry, you know, we're starting to see, you know, maybe we're off talk a bit, topic. Maybe I go off on a tangent, but, you know, it's nice to see that we have so many girls and women have come into this industry. When I first started coming to ASHRAE in 94 or something like that, you know, the only girls you saw were, you know, girls doing giveaways at the at the booth or something like that. You know, yep. I, I, I'd have killed to meet a girl who talked dirty to me, but, you know, <laughs> in the industry. But, you know, now you walk out and there's gals out there who, I have no shame to say, they know more than I do. And I'm happy. I'm glad to see it happen because there are some incredible women in these trades, uh, both on the technical side, on on the advertising side, I, just all of well, them. Well, we have, we have one right here. So another former guest, Miss Lady Katie from Global The Source. Well, hello, Katie. So, so absolutely no. I think I follow her on Instagram. You should. She's, sure a sure She's, She's a lot of fun. She's a lot of fun. I would bring her up here, but she would probably ask me ten questions I hadn't even prepared for, and Ooh. I'd be in a lot of trouble. Well, you know, we got time. This could happen. Well, I know but, we're, uh, we're getting there. So getting there. when I had my my company in <laughs> Reno, um, we were a non-union shop, but I loved working with a union sheet metal shop. And Red, that was what she went by, she had to be the best 10 bender I ever met. I would Women wait longer. Women are perfectionists, man. I would wait longer for my metal to have her make my stuff. Because the owner of the shop, I'd say, John, um, I need this kind of quick, but 
if Rad can't get to it, just let me know. I'll reschedule the job. She never, ever, and I mean, and we did hundreds of homes. We did four or five different tracks of homes while I had my company, and one track alone was 500 homes. And uh, I remember just bringing the stuff in. Not once did she miss up one measurement. When I, I, I am, I will, I'll brag about this. I'm pretty good about laying out my sheet metal. Yeah, uh, what I want made. Um, I can think three-dimensionally so I can lay it out and show her exactly what I want it. Not once did she screw it up. We had screw-ups from everybody else. She was the only person who would not mess up my, my sheet metal. So we're talking 90, oh, by 99, somewhere in there. Yep. At that point, I knew that I needed to start working with a lot more women in these trades because their, their insight was invaluable. You know, the guy, the good old boys, we do get, we get the, uh, well, you know, I've done it this way all these years. Yep. She was willing to stop, listen to some of the stuff I said, take my ideas instead of, ah, I know what I'm doing. So it, it was, it was a, I had to kind of shift. I mean, I came from, I came from Venezuela, man. We're talking, you know, straight up machismo. Oh, yeah. It was a whole different train of thought. So when I got into these trades and, you know, as, a, as soon as I met Red, I'm like, I love this girl. She is the best pin bender I've ever met. You feel that one coming? I just had oh. to get out of the way of the. I had to get out of the way of the mic. Well, it's about that time. I know we got to start winding down a little bit for people. So, one more time. Anyone else not have giveaway tickets before we do the last giveaway? Anybody? Anybody? All right. Gone All right. Once. Well, I guess. Gone I guess. Uh, I guess we're gonna That's figure it. it out. All right. Do you put everything in here, babe? Okay. All right. I don't know why I'm asking. She's the one that's prepared. I'm never prepared. <laughs> Good answer. All right. What do you got there? Two two six eight seven eight. Two two six eight seven eight. Anybody? Are you kidding me? Any, really? Wow. <laughs> we can't even keep them around. All right. Next, free beer, and you can't free keep beer, around. and you can't keep people I don't around. Know, I, might have, I might have to rethink this relationship. Uh, probably, I don't know. you probably should. <laughs> All right, two two six eight five zero. Ah, eight five zero. Eight five zero. Eight five zero. What'd you do with your ticket, Mike? You Where you at? Thing? Come on, Mike. I was too excited about the beer. He's. <laughs> Okay. We're out. We're done. There's, there's no more refrigerant. Yeah, we're out. We are out of refrigerant. All the way from Pennsylvania. Right there, buddy. That's what I'm talking about. That's all you, bro. The magnet, all that stuff. That's all you, bro. That's all for you. And you got a beer. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's right. I know that hair is beautiful. I know. It's That's some beautiful hair, man. <laughs> Hell yeah. Stand up. Listen, that episode was was it? Was it with Britt? Was it one seventeen? Guys, we've already got past it so You're far. Just knocking him down, aren't you? I'm used. 
Here lately, I have struggle bust with making sure I say the right person with the right episode. I screwed Kayos up a couple of days or a couple of shows ago. What else is new? Well, guys, thank you everyone so much for listening. If anyone's got any questions, we'll be around for a little bit as we start to break down, so we make sure we're out of the way for the three o'clock people to show up. Again, if you're not following us online, please go find HVAC R&D on Instagram and TikTok as HVAC.R&D. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Trades Hounds, and Facebook as the HVAC R&D Podcast. Please go follow Brian at AC Products USA if you are not already. You can see more of his demos, more of his shenanigans. Also see how much of a great fan he is of our show. He also runs a... There we go. Whiskey Wednesday that sometimes, most of the time ends up on Thursdays, but it happens, you know. Sometimes we get busy. Usually on Wednesday I go, oh, crap, it's 11 p.m. All right, I'll just do Whiskey Wednesday on a Thursday. I like it. I like it. uh, So we just roll with it. That's right. Also, and if you want to listen to the shows every week, please go find us in your favorite place to listen to your podcast, either Apple Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, and about 20 other streaming platforms. Please follow us, like and rate the show, leave us a review, share us with your trade crew. If you're interested in working with us or being a sponsor, sponsoring a one-off show, please contact us through the website, hvacrd.com, or you can come and speak with me if you've got some information. We can trade and kind of sort things out. For anything else, you can also go to hvacrd.com. Make sure to go to the swag shop. Use the discount code AHR for 25% off anything that's in there. We've got some beer pong kits. We've got all kinds of stuff in the swag shop these days. So, yeah, go check it out. I'll shoot it to you. Uh, we also have a bunch of T-shirts. Going to be doing some giveaways. So I know I've got to get some addresses from some guys to send some shirts out. So thank you, everybody, so much for being here, for listening. Please go enjoy the show. Go check out Brian at booth S8695. Where we are. And if you need anything else, reach out to us. Thank you so much. Have Glad a good night, everybody. Well, Glad good be evening, show. afternoon, whichever. Man. Appreciate it, Brian. Thanks for being here. Thanks, everybody. Peace. Yeah.